healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin. As usual and as always, we are very happy to have you back down here in the newly restored basement. It is back and we can get back to business here to round out 2017. Album we're going to be talking about today is by a guy that uh, it sort of confounds me and confounds some people, but some people like really love him. Talking about His Cold Messenger. Um, his new album, Hallelujah Anyhow, is out in the wild now. And, you know, it has received almost universal praise. And I bought the thing yesterday. And I've listened to it three times since then. But but that doesn't mean that a work of art like that is perfect. And I think uh, part of uh, the fun of our podcast, what we do here, is we discuss that. So, if, you know, we all actually end up loving this album and liking it. But there's there's things about it that we don't know why. And maybe, and I say this in the podcast, maybe that's the power of, of His Golden Messenger's music. You, you fall in love with it and you don't know why. And it moves you and you put it on and it's sort of... It, it it it's it's it just soothes, which is you know if that if that's the end result of any art then that's sort of the whole point uh, sometimes, uh, but at any rate so we're we're gonna be we're gonna be casting a hard eye, uh, taking a good look at his golden messengers, hallelujah anyhow, uh, with Eduardo and Andre you know those guys, uh, and then after that we're gonna be playing a new track from Deer Tick Deer Tick they are back, and they have a new album just called a Volume One and Two. Uh, it's sort of sprawling, and we've got a, uh, a track that's kind of punk as fuck. So we're going to be doing that. So if that's if that's your deal, if that's what you, if you're like, man, this all feels good to me. This feels right. You have a beverage, you have a snack, you want to join us down in the basement. I think it's time to head on down uh, where myself, Andre, and Eduardo are talking about his Golden Messenger's new album, Hallelujah Anyhow. Eduardo, who can't sit in the chair. Oh, you don't... Is there a backstory here? It it would not have been safe for me to be involved in the uh, the pickle of that chair. This is true, but we're going to tell the backstory here because... (laughs) And this is a little Uh, short story, kids. Uh, First of all, welcome... Welcome back down here, uh, Eduardo. Andre, been a little bit, but glad you can can make it over. Back. Um, uh, a little story here uh, I'm going to tell you, and and the name of the story it's a kid's story, it's a children's story. It's called "Fuck You Mo," <laughs> and 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 here here's the story, and it has a moral too. So, in our efforts to repair this basement, we have gone high and low and and done anything. And I I drive a Honda Fit. Me and the lady, we have one car. We have a Honda Fit. I moved almost everything in this house over here in that Fit. We borrowed your that, truck a little that bit. You have yes, yeah. Um, so I pick up the futon, I pick up all this shit that we have to replace shelves, and I think, I'm, I'm good. 
I am good. Yeah. And uh, and so then I see this chair that you're sitting in right now, which <laughs> is Gizmo's claim, chair. but it's a, it's, a, it's a big chair. You could fit like three of you in it. It's, you know it's, David it's, Burns' suit? And, you know, stop making sense. You know, that is, that is this is, uh, I, I feel is, like yeah. him, if it were a chair. It is, it is, <laughs> earth, it is earth toned and yeah, yeah. enormous exactly. and it looks so yeah, comfy. Yeah. It's yeah. a very large but, chair. But, but, it, it is a large chair. But it ties yeah. the basement together, right, yeah, it, yeah, it, it does. It does. It really does. does. I, I, yeah. I've got the bong lamp on behind me. Like, it's all working. So, yeah. so any, at any rate, I, uh, I, I drive the fit up to our old neighborhood in Capitol Hill where we've recorded some of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I go in, and I talk to the lady, and I'm like, hey, so this is a chair? She's like, yeah, this is a chair. I said, okay. Uh, here, here, do, do PayPal? Sure. Give her the PayPal. Get the, I pay for the chair. I get yeah. it out of the house. And so I get it to the car. She helps me to the car. She puts her baby in a, in a, in a stroller yeah. in the house and helps me to the car. And we set it down, and, and we both try to put it in a little bit, and it just doesn't quite. Go. Yeah, and you're like trying to do the right. corner thing. You're like, right. just turn it so this I, way. I start to yeah. say, I start to say, oh well, maybe if we do it this way, she's like, oh, I, I got to get back in and see my kid. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> she knows. Yeah, yeah. she knows. She, 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 she sees what's coming. Like, she knows she that coming. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a complete dumbass. Yeah. So, so she saw the geometry before you did. Kevin. Yes, <laughs> and, <laughs> impossible geometry. Yep. And, and spatial relations are not my, yeah. uh, not my thing. So. So at any rate, I, I sit there for about half an hour, struggle with thing, and I realize, fuck, this chair is not going in this car. So I think about who I can call up. Uh-huh. Uh, first person I, I, I text is Paul because I knew he has a big ass car. Yeah. Paul says, uh, "I'm at work, but I also have a baby." I'm like, "You're right, you do that have is, a baby, is, and you probably have duties." And he's like, "But I would help if I could." I call up Mr. Eduardo. <laughs> he says. I was uh, I've been I want, drinking. Want, I was I was indisposed that yeah. afternoon. Yeah, fair enough. You had, you had a long weekend. Yeah, and so what did, it was a Sunday afternoon. This was actually we had been in Philly for the weekend, and okay. we came back uh, that Monday. So we just kind of plopped down on the couch, yeah. and we're like, you know what? We're finally home. Our fucking fridge has been broken for two and a half weeks. Yeah, life sucks. Let's just yeah. let's, let's just, just have ourselves just... some wine. Yeah. So I was about four glasses in You're when about Kevin's like, can you come over? And I was like, I cannot. Right. Yeah. You can come get the Subaru, or I can let you borrow yeah, bungee cords. Let me tell you, brother, when you're sitting outside in the car <laughs> with the trunk open and, and the chair sitting on the road, <laughs> and somebody says to you, they say, hey, will tomorrow work? <laughs> like, nah. in, my, in my defense, I did offer uh, up a love seat before this. You did. That would have you did. That would have been yeah. probably a little bit wider than that. And it I don't think it would have worked in the basement. I don't. As well I think we as, figured out it wouldn't fit chair. in the door. Yeah, so yeah. that's not the only. So then, so then I move on to Mauricio, our, our live guy, uh-huh. and he's sort of like, why? Does, he, "Does he even own a car?" Yeah, he was like, "Why would I know somebody who owns a truck?" Like, <laughs> 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 well, okay, and then and then our friend Marcus Dowling just laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, I get around to my lady. I text Daria, and she runs through. We run through all the options. She's like, "Have you done this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've done this." Like, um, what about the zip car? I'm like, "No, you got to go get it. I can't leave the thing it. here." Because somebody's going to drive by and pick up that chair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You yeah. just leave it on the street. Right. So, and their car is going to be big enough. In a weird, yes. <laughs> someone will someone be driving with the perfect a, size car. A, a Ford F 150. Right. With an M. Right. <laughs> so, cabin. So, uh, and this is where we get to the uh, the moral of the story. So then we figure out, and, and everybody, I mean, I had done this, decided this, but everybody was like, well, have you tried Lyft? Have you tried Uber? Because you know what? Yeah, they do have you a can, truck service, right? Have, no, they have big ass fucking cars. Yeah, big ass SUVs. SUVs. Yeah. So, uh, and this was repeated for 
for several, I, I tried Lyft and Uber, but it was the one, it was Mo that stood out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Mo, uh, I text him, like, I, I, I order it up. He's like five minutes away. I'm like, fucking, okay. this is going to be sweet. This is going to be nice. Guys, this synergy. I'm going to tip this guy like a hundred <laughs> bucks. At yeah. this point, like, being without this basement for a month, like, damaged my soul. At this point, it is worth giving him some of that insurance money yeah. to get this fucking chair in the house. And uh, and and so I uh, try to call him. He doesn't answer. I text him and I say, hey, man, so do you have room in the back of this for a big-ass chair? I mean, I know what car you have. It looks like you fit. Yeah. Uh, and, and I get a text back about, like, a second later. He's like, I'm not a furniture-moving service, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. fucking serious. Right. And so then I'm like, oh. but I thought you could use that service for this. Right, right. So, so then I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then uh, about five minutes later, he's like, why would you even call this? <laughs> and continues what? to text me and, and ask me like the uh, the depths of my stupidity. And uh, and and so basically. I didn't realize he went after you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then, yeah. then even Lyft official on Twitter said you should try using. The lift. Oh, did they respond? I, I didn't I th- even. I thought they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so, he, so he kept responding. Eventually, yeah. I was just like, "Man, you, you don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta be rude, bro." Because if they're not but, currently doing this, you yeah. have just created a great line of their product. What I found, because like, how many people found, need that scenario? What I found is we have a lot of services that will, uh, that will do this. Yeah. They just are not in DC. Okay. Because okay. why would they? Because look, it's important that it, it be highlighted, and I can't stress this enough. I'm a complete fucking dumbass. <laughs> you should, if you're listening to this, you should always, if you are buying something off Craigslist, measure your car, all the measuring measure your doors, tape. measure measure <laughs> yeah, everything. Exactly. The power is within you. This goes with things in you life. You can use your hands to measure if, things if you need to. If, if you how think, many hands is how it? many forearms? Yeah, how many forearms? <laughs> I mean, this is where it all came from. If if, if you think something in life is unexpected it's because you didn't fucking measure it <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and because it's all out there it's all science and mm-hmm. and and so that is the moral of the story is you know do do your research and everything but at the same time don't be a dick so fuck you mo yeah yeah and with that let's talk about what we were down here to talk about actually talk about a little his golden messenger Off of His Golden Messenger's new album that just came out on Friday, Hallelujah Anyhow. Uh, His Golden Messenger is uh, MC Taylor, Mike Taylor, a uh, North Carolina resident. He's down in the North Carolina scene that we know a bunch of people down there. And in in uh, 2014, he signed with Merge Records, but before that, 
uh, way back in 2007. He formed this band with Scott Hirsch. They were in uh, out in California, hardcore punk bands, uh, Ex Ignata and uh, The Court and Spark, which is sort of an indie band, uh, which is something I want to talk about as we go forward because it seems they're – this seems like a decade later. There's, there was a big transition of punk guys discovering country, okay, and, and it presents its issues. But uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll figure out uh, what they are. But uh, this is his ninth album. He's got a couple EPs. Uh, Heart like a levy was his last one on Marge. We reviewed it. I quite like it. I mean, it's, it, a, it's it, a fine it, album. It's a fine. Yeah, it's a fine yeah. album. Yeah. Uh, if you read any press on on Mr. Taylor, you will see that he is considered to be. Uh, one of the preeminent songwriters of the modern age. In fact, Chris Richards uh, around uh, which album it was? I think it was uh, might have been even Ha that far back. Oh yeah, wrote, wrote a, a like pretty explicit actually uh, write up about him. Um, and and so as a songwriter, as a songwriter, okay. yeah. Uh, on this album uh, for this time, because as we said, the, the North Carolina scene, if you don't know, is hype as fuck. He's developing fast, and yeah. and I, but I don't know if it's going to spiral up or out or anything. Merges down there, right? Like everything is like homegrown. People move down there because it is, it's the South. It's yeah. cheaper. Uh, it is. It's just enjoyable. Our, uh, our friends in Sylvanesso live down there. Mm-hmm. Phil Cook lives down there. Skylar Goodass lives down there. Jen Wastner yeah. lives down there. Like all these people. And on this album, you have Phil Cook uh, playing guitars and keys. You have Brad Cook, his brother. So that's that's. Uh, Three two thirds of megaphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bomer, Josh Kaufman, Darren Jesse, and I can't remember what band Darren Jesse was in, but I've definitely yeah, seen him around uh, a bunch of bands. Michael Lewis uh, and Scott Hirsch, and then singing um, singing backup on these and the harmonies on these are uh, Alexandra Saucer Monik, uh, Tiff Merritt, Scott Goodas, Tamisha Warren, Mac McCann, Super oh, Chunk, wow. and Merch, yeah. yeah, and John Paul White of that little band you might remember, Civil Wars, yeah. Is uh, that right? Wow. Yeah, because so this has got quite a yeah, quite an indie rock all star th- cast. This is Mike. Mike has 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 uh, endeared a an entire scene to him. Yeah. And, and if there is, if there are multiple poles in this scene, I would say he is actually one of them down there. I mean, this is this is the guy. That seems, that seems he, right. Yeah, yeah. He, he has yeah. he has the biggest visibility, uh, the biggest audience. This is uh, loose, as you heard, sort of loose southern rock. Uh, folk, well, yeah. there's there's all kinds of influences up in here, um, and you know this being his ninth album, I, I'm going to start with the with my dings on this a little bit. This being his ninth album, you know I would expect that there is like a lot of development over this yeah. course of the thing. And and here's the thing: when you listen to his Golden Messenger album, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Is that right? So so so, I guess. Andre, you know less about this band this than anybody here. This is the first here. album of his I've ever heard. First so album for you, ever heard. you to say he has eight previous albums <laughs> to, to yeah. this, yeah, 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 that's where I'm very. I'm actually very interested because I wanted to, and then to hear you follow that up with there is not, you know, right. a, a great leap of development. That if it's just, you know, I don't know. I guess you'd call it roots rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna open with this, but that you bring up, I did not know that Phil Cook was on this album. Yeah, but my, you didn't know Phil Cook until you were back in the country, though, right? I knew him from his last album, yeah. Southland Mission. Southland Mission, yeah. And when I heard this album, and I guess I'll start with a ding as well. My first reaction was, this is kind of a boring Phil Cook album. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just gonna throw that out there. 
because okay. it had elements of what he did on that last that album. Right. Yeah. And now when you say that, and I did, I did, I'm just throwing it all out there. I didn't do any yeah. research. I was just like, I'm listening to this. That I'm, was your initial reaction. That was my initial reaction. I was like, oh, wow, this is, there's elements of, and I call it roots rock in that sense. There's that. Yeah. And, and Phil Cook does this as well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Is that he pulls in and blends together all these elements of, you know, traditional American music. You have some elements of soul, gospel, you know, folk, uh, bluegrass, all these elements. Uh, instrumentation is pulled in together. and um, But it didn't, uh, and to follow up with what you were saying, Kevin, it didn't really sort of hit me in any way. There wasn't, um, the thing I liked about that last Phil Cook al- uh, album was that the, the song structures were a little more dynamic. They didn't go in directions that I was maybe expecting the the compositions were a little unique in how those different elements were put together mm-hmm. from all these parts of roots rock. Yeah, you know, because we're kind of at this point now where you know we're many years beyond you know where these different forms were created. So it's sort of the interesting part to me is now how are you going to put them all together? Right. If you're just going to do some strummy guitars and you're going to groove along, I mean, I'm told. Well, this so, is so, great for that. I love no, there's it. There's nothing dislikable about I lo- it. Right? Exactly. And, and we'll get deeper into this because, it, like I said, there's nothing dislikable about that. Yeah. I, but but what does it take then to differentiate that from everything? Is it deeper musicality? Is it deeper just soul, which is unquantifiable? Is yeah, it, yeah. Is it deeper uh, lyrics? Is it like what what? makes but, it and i don't yeah. think we can define it yeah and no, i i can't either but that was just my that was my off like knee-jerk re- my knee-jerk reaction on the first listen through was that i was like oh it's and and i've had it on it but the thing coming back to it and maybe a positive i've had it on at work and at home mm-hmm. on just repeat right i don't know and where it, it starts and ends yeah it, it works. just yeah. like yeah. on it, and literally i think this is an album that works best when you put it on repeat because you yeah. sort of lose yourself in it, and if you just sort of have right. it sort of consuming your world within your, which in with you exist, like it's actually kind of a yeah, yeah. like you're kind of buoyant which is, there, and which is a high compliment nice, to pay any yeah, album. Yeah, it's a really yeah, nice, like it's any, a really album that, com- any album that you can like, and, and you know, it's a very comfortable place to be. You refer for, to this stuff as like background music, but even yeah. even so, like if it if it's soundtracking like your daily activities, oh yeah, there's such a value to that. that I've uh, had this on uh, for the last two days at work. Just yeah. on repeat, and um, I've had a two good days of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's, so let's, that, let's listen to a track now. Uh, I think this is this is one of the singles. Although uh, Apple Music essentially has leaked all the songs, like they put them out partially because you when you pre-ordered this, and this is a good move. I, I like this. When you pre-ordered it, you got the digital album early. So if you ordered the vinyl, okay. Merge sent you the digital album last week. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is nice. Mat- Mat- Matador does that with a buy early, get yes, now. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sub Pop does too uh, on some of them. Uh, but, uh, but I think this is one of the better tracks on the album. And uh, this comes about really like, is. This is about like halfway through, fourth track. And this is uh, Harder Rain. So you say you want harder. Like more than you can take. And I know you won't suffer Love been to that place Yes, give 
give it to you. Like there's a debt you gotta pay. That ain't never well was made. And you know that, don't you? Carter Rain from uh, His Golden Messengers, Hallelujah, Anyhow. That's the type of track you want on a, on a uh, honestly, like a, a fall, like, kind of warm, rainy night. Oh, God, yeah. yeah like, you got the windows open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you might, your lady or, or your guy, whatever, you know, might yeah. be there. You're getting romantical, and you're just like, hey, this yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, this and, was definitely re- released at the appropriate time of year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's soulful. It's not soulful in the way. I mean, I I think that's honestly fair uh, a fair criticism of this. Uh, uh, boring might be too strong a word, but it, a, a lesser version of the Phil Cook album. And because look, Phil has supreme soul. Yeah, like, and he's in this. He's in this band, and that conveys to Mike. Mike is a soulful dude as well. Yeah, but it doesn't. Um, he doesn't have the range. And and that's something about uh, a thing about this album that like after following his career for so long and hearing all these albums, like I can't tell one album from the other. I don't yeah. know necessarily that that's a problem. You know, it's it's much like the Jason Isbell like paradox is like, yeah, you made a bad album, but you write good songs. So it's like you just keep on going and keep on going. And, yeah, and, and, building and, that and, and because, you know, this guy is out there, right? You know he's out there, and you know he's gonna deliver some sort of enjoyment, mm-hmm. and so it's worth like not being too down on it. But uh, but that's an example of where he does he does hit it. Well, I think it's really hard. Um, I think it's really hard for a you know a, a better than average or even a very good kind of singer songwriter person to uh, to to be able to build the same type of career for themselves today that maybe they could have 30 or 40 years ago sure yeah, i just yeah, don't yeah. you know i i was I, I was running down my mind kind of like who were the who who were the people in who 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 would share space with him and it's everyone from like uh will chef from ockerville river mm-hmm. to um to connor oberst to like all the to ryan adams right these are all people yeah, who, were, yeah. who were basically your quintessential guitar based singer songwriter guys and they've all at some point or another in their career sort of outlived their original creative impetus um and i and i don't i don't know that that's the case um with uh um with his golden messenger but 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 there is you know this this problem that i have with it which is that everything you know all of all of the music all of their recorded music is so enjoyable and so likable and it works in so many different settings yeah but i have but i have the heart you know i i went back and listened to heart like a levy which Mm -hmm. which i enjoyed um, for a solid, you know, month or so last year. Mm-hmm. And I remembered the song titles, but not how the songs went. 
And right. I was like, wait, Biloxi, I know I like that song, but I can't, I don't remember how it, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And, you tend to, I mean, and this could just be how, how we, in this basement right now, the three of us experience music. You tend to float until the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hit the chorus and you're like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but, you know, for somebody who's pegged as like this tremendous writer, you know, I've dug into some of those, I mean, there's some, there's some good words in there, but there's also, uh, you know, it's not, um, I think his best work is ahead of him. Honestly, well, well, I hope so. I, I, I think, I think, unfortunately, I don't. This is going to sound so like you know, like the sort of sleazy, you know, nineteen fifties <laughs> producer guy. But, yeah, but, yeah. but you, but you sort of you need some kind of a hook. There needs to be something more than just I write solid songs and we perform yeah. them well together. I mean, that's 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 good enough to basically get me to like your album. To put it in like the top, you know, quintile of releases for the year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which, yeah. which this album almost certainly is for me. I like. I don't. There's. There's not a single thing about it that I dislike. But but there isn't that thing that pulls me in and kind of pulls me under and into well, your, well, let's, let's, your let's work. Let's back up, up yeah. a minute and let's try to define what a songwriter is here and what a songwriter is to people because mm-hmm. it took me about like twenty years to come around to John Prine. And if you listen to John Prine, which he has a lot in common with, as does yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, and you listen to John Prine, you know, you aren't going to necessarily. He doesn't have a lot of hooks. He doesn't have a lot of hits. He doesn't have, you know, it's just a a method of writing. It's it's a craft, and it's all there. And is that really what makes a songwriter in you guys' mind, or is it maybe something deeper? Do you have to have? But there's already been a John Prime. I think I think that's the problem. Yeah. Is that is that this model of someone if who there just can be infinite who, Dougies? There can be infinite John Primes. <laughs> <laughs> Twin Twin Peaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I I I just think that there's um, or is this sort of the John Prime for people well, that would, miss well, John and, Prime? And, you well, know, but that's it's a good like, point. That's need, a good point. A very good point, Eduardo. Yeah. Is like because we had this John discussion Prine about exists. well 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 in a post streaming yeah. world. Right, there was a time yeah. when like you couldn't access John Prime unless you wanted to go out and buy all his records. Yeah. Sure, right, sure. and that's that's our age. That's when we grew up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So and so we could have used um, a John Prime yes. for our age, who turns out was probably John Prime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but but, yeah. now, but now you have the yeah. entirety of recorded music sure, available to sure. you at any point in time. So <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. why go to this and as opposed to just right, going musician, to John Prime? Musicians who were just sort of doing things, and, and yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm being, I'm being really unfair to this album because I, because I actually no. really, I, re- I really like it. Um, yeah, but, right. Well, it's hard to criticize. It's really hard to criticize, and and the only reason, like, I, I think we actually are, is because, like, I, I want to see. I know a lot of people who like this guy is is their musical Jesus. Okay. And and uh and I have stood before Is there an age factor there? Is it is it that No, it's a love of widespread panic factor. Oh. So Is that okay, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. and you yeah, guys yeah. all know what I mean. I know, yeah, yeah. And, and for people who aren't fan, fans of widespread panic, there's an era of They're widespread called spreadheads. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's, a, there's an era of widespread panic sure, sure. where it's just it's 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 much like the fish following, it's much like everything, but uh, they, light fuse get away if you can find that album anymore. I mean, I'm sure it's on the streaming, but yeah, it's can, probably around. But uh, the, it was a concert they performed. Uh, they shut down Athens and performed it in the in the town, and it's a, it's great. Yeah, you know, outside that, I don't know that you need much more. That is panic. that is the widespread panic album you need. Yes, and you don't need right. anything else. <laughs> but it's it, it's vibey. It's it's mm-hmm. it's southern soul by way of a white dude, which is fine. 
uh, not not by like David Hood certainly, but but right. but a modern white dude. Well, mm-hmm. A few things are David Hood. Yeah, yeah. a few yeah. things are David Hood. Um, and and uh, and it just sometimes it jams. Like in, in live, he'll go on like these extended jams, and it's very he, you're sort of on a little ride. And I think uh, with this, it's certainly I, I will say the addition, or at least the uh, turning up of Phil Cook in this album. Certainly added a level to soul to it. You can't, yeah. You can't have Phil yeah. on something and, and not feel that soul in there. Yeah. Uh, and to their last show that they played here, like Phil played mm-hmm. a solo set that it was devastating. Yeah. Right after the election, it, yeah, it was, was really good. Devastating. Yeah. It left people yeah. in tears. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, so as a songwriter, like he, I think he's into that mode. He's not from the south, so it's. I, I I feel weird that I've said this or had to say this a few times this year, but like having grown up in the South, you can't appropriate that storytelling. Yeah, like there is you can appreciate it. Count- counterpoint the band, who are all Canadian. If you're the band, <laughs> no. Well, so that, that's a good point yeah, because yeah. there's a lot in this catalog that sounds like the band. Yeah, and, yeah, right. So, but but there's a lot of people who like look at Southern storytelling and are like, yeah. I, now I live in the South and I get it and stuff. And unless you were like literally yeah. steeped in in growing up, and look, my family was from Ohio, but we moved over when I was five. What I was surrounded by was what steeped me in it, and it, it is, it's yeah. it's just a very uh, very specific thing. Weirdly, Phil taps into that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, uh, you know. So that's not saying it's impossible. There might be something with the Midwest because Dylan obviously could could you know. Yeah, no, you're right. Could write his way around it. Yeah. Um. Let's play another song that I think works, and this is this is this is the stuff that I don't think we necessarily heard on other albums. Um. But it's it's the use of horns in this stuff, right? Uh, Oh, is this the uh, yeah? This is uh, the Dave Matthews jam section. A little bit, a little bit, but (laughs) but it's good. It's it's uh. This is John the Gun, and and it's a little new direction for him. I may be bruised and better. I'm a beggar, I'm a real good dog. Yes, I was down in Bristol, where I was an angel under the law. Yes, now I'm outside Hanson, where they learn to call John the Gun. Yes, not 
the recent rediscovery in the sensuousness of the saxophone. Sax of boom, sir. Sax of boom. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that that's soothing as fuck. Yeah. And I, I, you know, that's a new mode for him. And, and that that is one way to do Southern Soul. I mean, mm-hmm. look, stacks the yeah. whole like all that is. The truckers have been tapping it for years. Yeah, his bell yeah, yeah, started yeah, yeah. to tap it. Memphis sound like uh, it, it's in there, folks, and and you can find it, but uh, it's it's hard to get to. And this is yeah. the, uh, one of the first times that he's actually really gone down that road and it works it really uh, for, it really for, does for for what it is um i think um got a little groovy to it you know yeah, yeah. laid laid, bre- laid back not lazy groovy kind of thing going on yeah yeah but for for all the criticism that we had about this album i, I want to like put this out there so that if you um we don't we know 2017 we're we're uh we're this is you know the darkest been, this is the darkest timeline this is yeah this is we are uh we are traveling down a very dark path and uh biblical literally biblical aside hallelujah anyhow you know he he emulates Dylan but you go back to uh time out of mind and Dylan and and the track mm-hmm. not dark yet and and I think just as a title uh for this album hallelujah anyhow it sums up what maybe we all need right now is look, this is the face of we're, we're facing like ultimate darkness. We're facing uh, possibly the end. I don't want to be you know, like, like the world could end before this, this episode posts. Yeah. <laughs> like after what happened at the <laughs> yeah. general well, assembly, in North Korea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which regardless of what you think, like when losing 22 million lives is yeah. an atrocity. Has yeah. anyone read that terrifying thing about how if Kim Jong-un really is a rational actor, it might make sense for him to strike first. And yeah. 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 And it, but that's what I'm no. saying. And it's sort of like applying game theory. If, yeah. Anyway. So, 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 wow. so, 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 yeah. So, so, so we're all, so we're all sitting here and, 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 and as we mentioned before, <laughs> we're in DC, we're a little more uh, tuned in and tweaked out by this stuff, but we're, we're all sitting here, uh, considering all this stuff and and living through the horror and it, it has its various effects and and along comes this album that says hallelujah anyhow um and and our dylan's like not dark yet and it reminds yeah. us that uh this is not perfect this is not um this is not even like his best work this is not uh but it is um, it, it's soothing, and it and it, yeah, yeah. And it mean it means something, and so to say that in the face of mm-hmm. what we're all facing, yeah, I mean this is actually kind of like supremely artistically in tune with our times, which yeah. is something I didn't expect. I, I've been listening yeah. to this album for a month, and I okay. didn't expect, and I, and I knew what to expect because I, I've listened to them a lot. Uh, I've listened to all the albums as they came out, and and. This one, when I first heard it, I was like, uh, and I've warmed up to it. And like you said, you put it on and it's just there. And it may be, uh, much like the war on drugs album. Yeah. They both the thing, the thing we need without, yeah. without the war on drugs album, the war on drugs album gets a little cynical, a little too much into Grandusiel's mind. Yeah. This is, this is more giving. This has, yeah. This a is a little more bit giving. more of a calming effect. And, and, and it's saying yeah. like, Hey, come around and I'm going to, like do this, yeah, yeah. So like, so like for me, this is, a, a, and I know I was on the fence about this. I mean, this is, I'm gonna go out and buy this on Friday. It's Lombard. okay, like, All right. because you talked yourself into a buy. I, yeah. I did talk myself into yeah. a buy because because this is 
maybe I won't reach it for it in five years. Depends what happens. Depends what I associate with. Yeah. It. Right. Right. But like, if I can go upstairs this weekend and hang out and, and put this on and have those sounds in the house, like they've been every weekend. I mean, we've been listening to it uh, alongside like the Beyonce album I just bought, yeah. alongside uh, some Grant Green. Yeah. And all, and all that. Then uh, that's a good. That's a plus. Yeah. Yeah, having and, and, the back half of that last, you know, John the Gun song playing through your house at high volume on a Saturday will, yeah, will calm you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. The the uh, inducing effect of that, those sounds will be calming. Yeah. So, <laughs> so with that in mind, as we as we start to wrap this up, though, is that giving the album a pass? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that I mean uh, it, is that because we're in these darkest times? And it's like we, yeah, I need this. I need this thing to latch onto. This little little light uh, is that artistically compromised. What we're talking about here, but I think mu- a lot of music has had that place in our culture yeah. over the history. You know, and you look at different pieces of music that you know at different times of you know strife and peril and you know conflict and you know music has been a thing that people have leaned on to you know to help them through those situations and i don't really see how that changes yeah <laughs> we've seen it in it history doesn't, it doesn't we've seen it in history in recent history we've seen it in, you know over the last hundred years of how people do that and we're continuing to do that um, with modern music and uh, this is maybe one of those pieces that you know people could could lean on a little bit in yeah. many ways. So well, I I I am uh I am still going with a try. Yeah. Um but I'm also as a first time listener to this band, first album I've ever heard, I'm very intrigued if all their music sounds within <laughs> the ballpark of this right. to say that I am also going to try out their other albums to see what yeah. sort of yeah. wormhole I can get into here. And uh, and explore, which is which for me is actually fairly exciting. I, I always like that when when there's a sort of a new band and you realize they have a huge catalog of music that oh, you yeah. can, that you can dig into. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try their entire catalog. Nice. That's, a, that's a really nice that's a really nice take, Andre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll probably echo that. I think I I don't know this this doesn't quite uh, come to a buy for me. Um, I again I um, think I've said it a couple of times like i enjoy this shit out of this album i'll put it on and, yeah. and literally you know go sit out on my you know stoop or cook or do whatever like it's it just it's just an album that works in just about every setting um i it's but it's just it's that there's something about it about that that how comfortable it all sounds that almost <laughs> yeah. becomes like an indictment like for some reason it's just i don't yeah. i i need like i've been listening to more I, like experimental metal this year than I, anything I, you know, I, like, I get, like a <laughs> bunch of comments are just like y'all are a bunch of uptight assholes yeah, i know yeah i know yeah and and those comments aren't wrong like there's yeah. no yeah. like like i, I can't... will remind those commenters though that we sat down here and talked about the grateful dead for four fucking hours <laughs> That's so, i will say so. if and i'm just giving the band a recommendation if you got Phil Cook in your band, like let him do do it, do an eight or ten minute 
Phil yeah. Cook solo yeah. on a couple of the songs. Let him like, cook. Yeah, let it let it let it roll, man. I and think they do. I would I think, actually I think maybe be a little more in. You know, he's a, he's a big part of this album, and, yeah, 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 and, no, and no, I think no this doubt, is this no is just doubt. another just sort of like stepping time. stone, a brick in the story of his Golden Messenger. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mentioned before that I think his best work is in front of him, and I think sure, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I think that's probably right. I, I, yeah, and I think and look, look, he's he's an astounding at least volume wise, and. Uh, his writing is tight. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just it just doesn't connect with me. Per sure, se. sure. And and I re- I recognize the craft and and for that man props Mike. But but it yeah. is it is uh, it needs that hook. If you're doing popular music, you need to have that hook. You gotta have a hook, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. yeah. And 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 yeah. that that hasn't like that hasn't landed yet. But sure. but man, when it does, yeah. Like this, you know, this band that people think is already because le- yeah. people think he's legendary, and, and yeah. as you say, he can he'll, he plays a show, it sells out. Period. Yep, done. And uh, um, if, if you take John Prine and James Taylor and whoever else and yeah. make uh, thirty-five albums over the course of your career, we're only a small section in, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so, so got a long um, road we'll to continue go. Continue to follow him, and uh, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully, we tried a couple times and the schedules didn't work out, but hopefully we'll get him down here. Yeah. Or at least meet him at a venue and talk to him about yeah. this. He, he might be like, y'all ever tried to write some? Fuck you. Which is <laughs> valid. Which and he, is he, totally... he would be right. He would he be right. Yeah, by, yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. by the way, Mr. Taylor, if yeah, you're listening, exactly, we don't know exactly. shit. Yeah. 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 We're, so, we're a bunch of idiots who have never put anything like this out there. So, right. so please yeah, come yeah, tell yeah. us so, uh, so his golden messenger is hallelujah, anyhow, is out there now. Uh, thank you guys for coming down. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm gonna play you a little track from uh, Deer Tick, who is back with a double yeah, oh, Hallelujah Anyhow is available everywhere you can buy records uh, out from Merge Records. Great label down in North Carolina. You know you know Merge. You know him well. Um, I picked up my copy at Songbird right here in Washington, D.C., which is a great little place. It's uh, You can go get your vinyl. You can go get your music there. You can get some coffee. You can get some food. You can see a show. Most importantly, you can get booze. So, so you know, make that your destination. Uh, actually, yesterday I, I did a little record shopping. I went to a couple shops here in D.C., uh, Some Records and Red Onion Records, both fine, fine establishment. Uh, Some Records is is heavy on the used vinyl, uh, and it's great stuff over there. And uh, and Red Onion is just r- impeccably curated, and uh, and they stock numero releases. If you're into that, I've been since I got a turntable back uh, after the flood. The uh, I've been going back and, and getting a lot of, of vinyl that I lost, but also getting some new stuff. And Numero Group has been. Where I'm heading to for a lot of this stuff, Seafaring Strangers, and also the uh, the Acid Rock one that just came out, um, which is uh, it's amazing. I haven't received the vinyl, but the files are out there. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you don't know Numero, you're doing it wrong. Um, before we get out of here this week, I, w- I want to play from you for you a track from uh, a little band called Deer Tick. Now you guys probably know Deer Tick. 
Uh, but a little history back in, in 2007, this guy John McCauley was sort of traveling around playing house shows, uh, playing smaller gigs. Uh, turns out he was a remarkable, remarkable songwriter, a very singular and distinctive voice. Um, sounds like Van Morrison after all the whiskey. Um, and uh, and in, in 2007, he put out an album called War Elephant. That album sort of found its way to people. It was passed around. It wasn't that big at the time. Um, but for my money, it is not just one of the best like folk rock albums of the aughts. It may be one of the best of all time. It is, uh, it's pure. And, uh, and it's something that I don't think, even on this album, that, that he has managed to repeat. Uh, and that's okay, because he doesn't really need to repeat it, because uh, what, the, what does happen is he's formed a band around him. Now it's, uh, it's John McCauley along with uh, Christopher Dale Ryan, uh, Dennis Ryan, and Ian O'Neill. And these guys have, have toured the world, basically. They are one of the best uh, live rock and roll bands uh, I have seen for my money. You can see them do uh, Prince and then Replacements in, in one set. It's, and they're, it's, they're, they're, they're amazing is what I'm saying. At any rate, they have a new album <clears throat> out called Volume 1 and 2 that's sort of meant to capture that spirit. And, uh, and I think it does a pretty good job of it. It's, it's a lot of music. Uh, they were gone since 2013, so that's good that they have more music in the world. Uh, it's, you know, it's not, it's no war elephant, uh, but that's okay because this stuff is going to live on the road and, uh, and it's good to have them back. Uh, I'm going to play for you right now. One of the more raucous tracks on here. I believe this is off volume two and, uh, the name of the track is called It's a Whale. So here you go. Deer Tick, It's a Whale off volume one and two.
Takes a Whale off of Deer Ticks Volume 1 and 2. That is in stores now as well, out on Partisan Records, uh, so you can get that if, if you dug that. But really, uh, they're out on the tour. It's an extensive tour, and uh, so they are coming to town near you. I think I think they're playing the 930 Club here in D.C. I'm not sure. That's where they usually land, but, uh, but uh, good on them. Glad to have them back in the world doing stuff. Also forgot to mention, too, these guys are really big in, in Newport Folk Festival, and they play... Uh, play after shows uh during the fest and they've over the past few years they've been in no small part responsible for its success they are uh, the ambassadors to that and uh and uh this is just they're just honest dudes <laughs> and and doing good work because as you know the newport folk festival amazing and doing great work jay sweet up there uh that is our podcast for monday uh we're gonna be back on thursday uh talking about an album by a little guy named moses sumney and uh, it may be the album you need to get this year. You're going to have to tune in to find out about that. Uh, until then, if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating or a message there. I believe it's Apple Podcasts now. Is that what they're calling it? Um, you can also uh, listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, uh, coming soon to Spotify. So we're going to be pretty much everywhere. Um, we are out there on the Internet at www.chunkyglasses.com. Uh, and you go there, you can see the work of not just the podcast, but Mauricio Castro and Matt Condon taking all the... They're, they're at a live show every night uh, doing that, providing photos and recaps of that amazing, amazing fucking work. Uh, so that's all That's all up there on Twitter at, at Chunky Glasses, Instagram at Chunky Glasses, um, Facebook, just, just like Facebook.com slash Chunky Glasses. So, you know, follow us, subscribe, do whatever, hit like, uh, all of that there. Also, if, if you want to get real... With supporting us, we are actually on Patreon now, and what Patreon is 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 basically a uh, service set up uh, to uh, help creatives, help people who are building things, doing projects, which we most certainly are. We, you know, we, this may be like episode three hundred seven, three hundred six, something like that. Uh, so, so we've built something, but the act of creating and building is never really done, and uh, this has been built by all volunteers. So, one thing during the break, we decided. That uh, you know what, it's time to uh, pay these people, pay volunteers, pay me. Now, you know, all this is coming out of my pocket, but I'm going to do this anyways, folks. Um, so what this enables you to do, you go up there. We're going to have updates. Might have some special things up there. Um, might have some merch eventually, if you believe that. Uh, but but if you if you really like what you heard and you think it's good for like one dollar, five dollar, ten dollars a month, or just even a one time thing, you you can pledge your support there. And then uh, when we do the damn thing, uh, it takes a little money out of your account and you have supported us and the arts and uh you are a better person for it so that's at patreon.com slash chunky glasses uh please go there and uh and if and if you if the spirit moves you then uh you know share the wealth i'm sure my people would appreciate it and that's it uh that's this episode of chunky glasses podcast we're gonna be back on thursday until then be good to your ears but be better to your people we'll talk to you soon Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!